0: All right, Mom, how was your birthday?
1: I've had an amazing birthday. Sadly, my birthday week has come to an end, but not without some excitement and thrills. And I got sick at one point, but it was an exciting week overall. What did you think about it?
0: Well, I think it was awesome. And we added a little bit of Nana into the birthday weekend. Shout out to Nana, our special guest.
1: Yay! We always love surprise special guests. My mom is my birthday gift this year, and I
0: could not be happier. And it's the it, gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Which that is exactly how we should lead into our podcast episode. for. Guillermo Toro's Pinocchio. It's Lukey-Doo's Movie Reviews. Get a snack, relax, and enjoy the show. Alright, so welcome to Lukey-Doo's Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Luke White.
2: I'm Daniel White.
0: Ew, I'm <laughs> Ashley White.
3: And
2: I'm Nana. Nana (laughs)
3: White.
0: Since we have a special guest on, maybe she could explain why she likes a movie after after I explain why I picked this movie.
2: Wait, who says she liked the movie? Are you just assuming that she liked it?
0: She's told me.
2: Oh. (laughs) Spoiler alert.
0: So... I chose Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio as we heard last podcast so it's about it's about you get what you give you try your best and that's the best anybody can could do and you only get one life after you you only get one life and then you're dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: very deep. <laughs> all right, let's get right to it, Luke. We're going to
2: have to start setting up cameras so that you guys can see our reactions to some <laughs> of color things that your host says.
0: All right, so, Nano forgot to explain why she likes the movie. Well, that, I th- don't you think that'll come in overall thoughts? Yeah, all right. So, let's go to favorite character, and it's my turn. All right. So, uh...
1: How many do you have this time, Luke? Because it's never just one with you.
2: Never.
0: Four. Oh, wow. Okay. And one, Danny DeVito. So, I like Carlo, who is played by actor Gregory Mann. Mm Mm-hmm. Sebastian J. Cricket, played by Ewan McGregor. Mm Mm-hmm. Spasatura, played by Kate Blanchett. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio, also played by Gregory Mann. So, speaking of Gregory Mann, Gregory Mann is my Danny DeVito. We love Gregory Mann. How many Gregory Manns can I say in one sentence? Gregory <laughs> Mann, Gregory Mann, Gregory Mann.
1: I thought somebody different played Carlo. It
2: was the same kid.
1: Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was looking at an international cast then.
2: Yeah, no, it, if it was somebody different, then they have the same identical voice, so.
0: It was. It was not the. The. They were not different people. Okay,
2: your host knows. I shouldn't ever question
3: you him. Should not question him.
2: Good picks, Lou. Always right. Who's next?
3: Daddy.
0: Oh.
2: Well, my favorite character in this movie was Sebastian J. Cricket. Ugh. What? Go on. Ugh. Yeah. I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan, and Ewan McGregor did the voice of. Sebastian J. Cricket, and probably my love for Ewan McGregor comes from his portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars series. There was no, he was better than Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I could go on and on. That's This is not a Star Wars
3: podcast. No.
2: But I really do love his enthusiasm. I think he brings some comic relief and some wisdom to this uh this movie. Did
1: you hear that thunder? God disagrees with you. No,
2: that was him saying, I agree. He, so, that was
0: him saying, I'm going bowling.
2: My Danny DeVito award, short and sweet, goes to the man who voices Geppetto. And he brings so much emotion into this role. And I could honestly see him playing this in a live action um, is Mr. David Bradley. You may know him as Filch the ugly, creepy janitor from Harry Potter.
0: My cat has been Vegemite. What are we gonna do about it?
2: <laughs> That's what I got for you.
0: All right. Should we move on to mommy, 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 mommy. Okay.
1: Um, I'm gonna be a little obvious. My favorite character in this portrayal of Pinocchio is Pinocchio.
2: Boo
1: it's not because Pinocchio is the main character, it's because of his zeal for life and his ability to trust and his naivety. He just encompasses the essence of every newborn babe and every child. When they come into the world, they just are so excited about all the new things and wanna learn so much. And they have so much love and life and happiness and excitement to give the world. So I just, I really enjoyed the character. But my Danny DeVito Award also goes to uh, David Bradley because I felt like every emotion Every line, you could feel the passion and the power that David Bradley delivered in Geppetto. So that's my Danny DeVito.
2: I agree. It's it's weird how sometimes, even though you only get his voice, but you can just, you do, you feel his pain. Do
0: not tell lies, or your nose will grow and grow up to here. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to our special guest. Nana, 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 nana. <laughs> nana.
3: My favorite character is also my Dana Devito award. David Bradley. I thought he did an amazing job. He was the only voice that I didn't that I didn't recognize repeatedly as. The person that was voicing it, but I saw Geppetto or heard Geppetto. That's a good voice. point. Is mm-hmm. that
1: so many times you can see the actor? Like the entire yeah. time I heard Sebastian J. Cricket, all I see is Ewan and McGregor at the microphone, yes. and I just want to duct tape his mouth shut. No, but but he's <laughs>
2: such a he. But he is. Thank
3: a, you. He's a good <laughs> Sebastian J. Cricket though. But he's always you and McGregor, right? So, yeah. I, I don't know. It was distracting for me.
2: But yeah, see, I'm not telling you the guy's going to yeah. win an Oscar. I'm not telling you he's one of the best in the biz. I just like him as the character. I like yeah. the character of Sebastian also, I yes. love the
1: character of I Sebastian, the, the but I felt Ewan McGregor was very distracting. But I agree with Mom that when you're watching Geppetto, uh-huh. you see
0: Geppetto. You don't see David Bradley.
1: Very
0: exactly. Fair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I look at Geppetto, I, I, I just focus on Geppetto, not David Bradley.
3: Exactly, and I, I felt like Geppetto really loved his sons, and that was that was a beautiful. It, it was, um, it was awesome to see.
0: So, I think to switch it up a little bit, we're gonna do least favorite part second, and favorite part third. So, let's okay. let's like go. Going- Let's let Nana go first. So
1: are we doing least favorite character? Okay. Least favorite character.
3: Least favorite character, Podesta. Oh. Who's that?
0: He was the guy. Played by Ron
3: Hurlman. It's Candlewick's dad. Yeah. I
2: yeah. yeah. He,
3: he, he, he tried to kill his son. Yeah. Well, he was a horrible character. And I am not a huge Ron Perlman as an actor fan. Mary D- I, What?
0: You
1: used to watch Beauty and the Beast when we were little, like, all the time. What are you
3: talking about? Yeah. You were obsessed with him in the 80s. I wasn't obsessed with him, I was obsessed with his character. He's, he's not a great actor. Is
0: she, is she Raya Perlman's new husband? No.
3: And he he didn't even have the accent that he needed for the part. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the character was horrible. He he played a very bad man, and I felt he was monotone, and I just didn't enjoy Ron Perlman as that character.
1: So was he your Daryl Hannah
3: as well? Absolutely. Okay. All
0: right. So it's my turn, and I have two least favorite characters and one Daryl Hannah. My my least favorite characters are Count Volpe and Geppetto. Oh, Geppetto! Whoa. For like... Sir- for some of the movie, he's just an he's just not the best man and he's like, well, I'm not my son. That's a terrible thing to say to a kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And my Daryl Hannah is Christopher Waltz. You mean
1: Christoph Waltz?
0: Yes, Christopher. What?
2: Now that is one of the better actors in the business.
1: So, well, why don't we hear
0: why?
2: I, I, I'm i waiting.
0: Literally, all I see, I mean, I do see Count Volpe, but... He I does know. have a point. Christoph Waltz has a very distinct voice. Right. And, and I don't know who told Christoph Waltz who he could sing, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> that part really
0: bothered but, him. But yeah literally i i had to change i had to fast forward that part that's how bad it was
1: okay fair enough
0: and so and also the character of count bopé i really understand that i'm I'm glad they brought in Spassatura, but Count Volpe wasn't really necessary. You don't think so? Hmm. No, they already had two other villains, Podesta and the Sea Dog. Okay, fair enough. So why just add another unreasonable character?
2: That is kind of an interesting mature take, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. And... And... I mean... The other two were necessary. Podesta. They added him because they needed a villain, and also they need—they just need a good movie because Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite directors. Agreed. So it's Daddy's turn.
2: So, my least favorite character is Count Volpe. Vope,
0: Vope,
2: Vope. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he and, and it's not because it's Christoph Waltz. I think, well, it is, but it isn't. It's not because I think he did a bad job. He's not like Daryl Hannah. I think that because it's Christoph Waltz is why I hate that character. Because any time I think that you need a villain in a movie, especially if he's going to have some sort of European background. Christoph Waltz has to be the first person that comes to your mind. Exactly,
0: kills. exactly. So he's typecast in your mind. He's terrible. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Literally, literally, they have to make a German guy with with weird looking hair be played by Christoph Waltz. It is just a Daryl Hannah kind of thing. Daryl Hannah kind of thing. Like, they made Daryl Hannah go in for such such terrible roles, just like Christoph Walt is a terrible actor that goes for terrible roles as well.
2: He has two Academy Awards.
0: That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean I don't like him.
2: Okay. (laughs) Well, they are not for family-friendly movies, but... Outstanding performances in those as well. I just think he embodies evil. He's he's a good he's a good villain. And I like I like a good villain. And I, I'll agree with you. Maybe maybe Ow. That, maybe that
0: ow. Is- <laughs> ow. Ow. <laughs> You're hurting his heart. You're killing me. All right. You are killing me. All right. Christoph Waltz is a terrible villain. Ow.
2: Alright. Well, apparently I'm not allowed to say any more on the subject. So I am going to move on to my Daryl Hanna, which is Ben Wolfhard, who plays Candlewick. Oh, I thought
1: he did good Yes.
2: Sorry. He's a sniveling little brat, and I get it. His dad sucks, as we just talked about, and his dad tried to kill him, so. But I don't know. I found him to be really annoying. annoying.
1: Well, I mean, if your dad sucked, wouldn't you have to grow out of being annoying as well? I
2: don't know. I'm just saying I found Ben Wolfhard annoying.
1: Oh, okay. Fair enough.
2: Yeah, I, I just didn't buy into anything like that he he brought to that. And voice acting, I imagine, is very hard. But you know, everybody else in this did a fantastic job.
1: I disagree, and I'll explain why. I know.
2: I can't. I'm I'm gonna hear it.
1: Yep. All just right. Go, just go ahead. Just go ahead. So I have two least favorite characters. I do not like Count Volpe, and I do not like Podesta. Count Volpe has the salesman, I'm going to make myself rich at your expense. I know a couple of people who are like that, and they're just sleazy, slimeball, used car salesmen, like I was talking about last podcast. I I just don't like characters like that. Um, People who will use other things and people, um, no matter what the cost. So I don't like the character, although I do realize that he is necessary to the Pinocchio story. I also don't like Podesta because I didn't really understand why there were so many villains in this version of Pinocchio. It was, you know, the the war-hungry guy and the the fame-hungry guy. But at the same time, it also kind of made me feel like, okay, well... In life, there are several things kind of coming at us and fighting us at all times. And there's all these things that are, you know, feeding for our attentions and, and conflict within our lives. And so it's just kind of what we give the most energy to, um, in that moment. So in that sense, I got it, but still I don't like the characters, but as far as my Dan, my, my Daryl Hannah award, ron perlman with as many award-winning actors as guillermo del toro could you know have at his fingertips i just don't understand why ron perlman he was great in the not family friendly son of anarchy um but
2: that show sucks okay
1: anyway um he he doesn't have an accent i i hate 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 shows (laughs) where everybody else has an accent, and then there's that one American who's like, hey, y'all, bam, 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 <laughs> you know? um I just don't like it. So, I oh uh, my gosh,
3: also distracting. Rock it's Broadway very. Rob was one
0: of the best actors in the movie. I don't know why y'all are saying that. We'll have to
3: have difference of opinion.
0: So,
2: Thank just you, let Nana. it be known that this is probably the first and only forum that you'll ever hear that somebody thinks Christoph Waltz is a terrible actor, but Ron Perlman is somehow on a pedestal.
0: I didn't say he was that good. Yeah, no pedestals over here. But he was good.
2: Alright, I'm just saying.
0: So, should we move on to Daddy going first? For favorite part. Actually no, it's Mommy's turn. Me again, woohoo! All right, so it should come
1: as no surprise that one of my favorite parts is when uh, Geppetto and Carlo are getting ready to go to bed, and Carlo asks Geppetto to sing the My Son song. Oh, that's such a good song. It's such a good song, and it talks about how his son is the light of his life, his sun, his moon, his stars, his joy, his breath. Being a mom of two boys, I relate so much to that song. So, of course, I love it. And then my other favorite part is when Ewan McGregor, Sebastian J. Cricket, is about to break into song and he starts his ballad. And then he gets
0: smacked into a shut door. That was hilarious. All right. All right. So is it... Nana's turn. Nana's turn.
3: My favorite part of the movie is when um, you get to see into Geppetto and Carlos um, life together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's visually stunning. The soundtrack goes along with what you're feeling. You can't help but smile when you see how much they love each other and how much they depend on each other. And there's so much more light. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro he plays with light very, very well in all of his movies. And so in the happy times, there's there's beautiful lighting and it's joyous feeling. Um, and that particular part is my favorite. Yeah.
0: All right. It's my turn. My favorite part is everything except, so we'll get the, to that for number four. Okay. So
1: everything except for his number 4 stay tuned folks. Stay tuned for
2: the for Luke's number 4. Well, my favorite part is when Pinocchio comes to life. And mm-hmm. it is very, very, very funny to me for a number of reasons. And the main one is when Luke discovered this movie on Netflix.
0: I was the first one in the family to this- To discover it.
2: I felt like every time I walked into the room when this movie was on, it was the part where Pinocchio was coming to life and he was singing this song. Sing it! Everything is new! Everything is new to me! He's just going around the house picking up things and asking, what do you call it? Call it! And Geppetto would tell him,
0: and what to do with it? With it!
2: And then Geppetto would tell him,
0: I love it! (laughs) I love it! La la la, la 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 la. Everything is new to me.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, at first, it became a running joke in the family, like, "Oh my gosh, like, how are we? Like, how is this happening on repeat? Is this Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? What is what is going on here?" But then I actually sat down and watched the movie with Luke from start to finish, and it really grew on me. So I see that part, and yes. It takes me back as a dad, um, you know, with Luke as he's discovering life for the first time and we get to teach him things even now. But it also makes me think of Luke in a different way because every time I hear that song, it makes me smile because I imagine Luke getting up and singing that song trying you to get on my it? nerves.
0: What do you call it? Call it? Coke. What to do with it? With it?
2: Drink it.
0: <laughs> Yummy. Yummy.
2: So, yeah, that is my favorite part.
0: All right. So, let's move on to... Let's, let's go with me first. Be sorry to hate on you, Dad. I'm not hating on you. It's just... I have a lot of important things to say. Go for it. You know how I did Christopher Waltz as my dear old Hannah? Yes. My least favorite part is Christopher Waltz
2: is singing.
0: Yeah. That's that's fair.
2: I want to die. I swear. No, don't do
0: that. I swear. Every time I hear, we are a king once, I... I, I'm like, oh my gosh, turn this off.
3: <laughs> I only got to hear one minute of it because Luke, fast forward. Yeah, I whole, hate it. The whole song. That's all you need to hear. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad.
2: Yeah. So if there was ever a Lukey cut of this movie, it would be the entire movie, except we would just skip that song.
1: That's, well, I mean, that's like the Cheer Up Charlie song. Right.
2: That's, but that's everybody's cut of that movie.
1: Cheer up I have not Charlie. met a single
2: person who doesn't fast-forward. Now
1: fast let's imagine Christoph Waltz singing, Cheer up Charlie. <laughs>
0: Cheer up Charlie. Then I'm watching
2: it. <laughs> and, no more fast and forward. And the then.
0: lady who plays Charlie's mother could sing We Were a King Once. Ugh. That's right. We were a
3: king
2: Who's Ness? <laughs>
3: Who is next? Nana's next! Wow. So we're on least favorite parts? Yes. Okay. My least favorite part was when Pinocchio and Candlewick are at the, I don't know, military school. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. I didn't see the point of that branch off of the storyline at all. I didn't think it enhanced the movie at all other than to make Podesta seem like an even worse father than he already was. I didn't enjoy it because he was being so mean to his son and Pinocchio, and it, it made me cringe. No.
0: Cringe. And it's mommy's turn. I
1: think I've said this many times in movies that we have watched anytime i see something that relates to pain in children i just can't stand it so when carlo dies it oh
0: my gosh i hate that it's gut-wrenching
1: for me i i i understand geppetto resenting pinocchio at first because regardless of how many children you have there's nothing that could replace one that is lost because there's different relationships there it's a hole it's a void and and i i just it's almost unbearable to watch yeah it really is
2: i agree that's that's my least favorite part as well and for uh, those who may not have seen the movie yet, um,
0: you better shut off the podcast. You you probably should have like, like a few minutes ago, like <laughs> twenty minutes ago or so. Yeah.
2: Well, um, I would I would say that I, I just wanted to say you know people who are like who's Carlo? Carlo was in this story. This is a very reimagined version of Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. if you have not picked up on that. Mm -hmm. This is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio for a reason, because it is his version of the story.
0: It's his idea.
2: And Carlo was Geppetto's biological child that he lost in a complete freak accident. This is set during World War II. And is
0: it World War II? No, it was, it was, it was the Great Italian War. It was it was not, it was way before, it was setting up in Italy, and and World War Two was back, was up in the 40s, and this no, was I back. I think that's before World it, War II, isn't it? It took, this took place, like. Look up what, Look up Mussolini. It, this took place at, like, 1920. That's the First World War, right? Yeah, that's the First World War. Mm-hmm.
2: It took place in one of the world wars, (laughs) and what happened is, you know, um, a plane's flying over their little village, and they're trying to release some cargo, and they accidentally release a bomb that falls on the church that Carlo was in. What do we got here?
3: He died in 1945,
1: so... Okay, well, hold on. Benito Mussolini, what war, hold on, he was prime minister... Of Italy from the March on Rome in 1922, National Fascist Party. Told ya! Oh, Fascist regime, regime of 1943, so it was World
3: War II. Oh, Dad's right. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It
2: happens. I'm sorry. Look, the point the point I'm trying to make is... You know, I'm trying to set the table for how emotional this scene is. It, it's it's not like the kid got terminally ill or something. It was just a casualty of war that wasn't even supposed to happen. And that's when David Bradley really shines. Unfortunately, is in the darkest part of this movie, which is like at the very beginning. But that is what ultimately sets him up for creating this little wooden boy he's trying to create to take Morning, the place Papa. of Pinocchio. So, yeah, horrible,
3: very horrible. I also thought that his death was set up very well because they explained that these, the bombs, they were just discarding mm-hmm. the bombs. It was senseless and useless. It wasn't, it wasn't even, actually, their town wasn't a target. No. So it was even more senseless, his death.
2: Agreed. I've never, uh, I've never come close to tears in an animated movie, but the first time you watch this, it moves you a bit.
3: Yeah.
0: So should we move on to overall thoughts? So it is Nana's turn to go first.
3: My first overall thought is that whatever Guillermo del Toro does is magnificent. Mm-hmm. It's original. It's creative. It is not something that you would imagine. He has his his own take on everything. And I love him as a director. I love everything he does. Shout out to Guillermo. He's the man. And my second thought is that this was one of the most visually stunning animated movies I have ever seen. You are entranced by by the sunsets and the light and the mountains and the trees and all of the details and the Crayola background. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. I did not expect to like the movie as much as I did because um it was so different, but I, I love the movie. I love Guillermo's
0: take on I, the movie. I I introduced it to her one night when I was spending the night with her. Yes. I decided. How about we watch the the new Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? So
1: shout out to yourself.
0: Well we don't have to shout out my so because I'm right here. See me? (laughs) All right so should we move
1: on to mommy? Sure. Um I love the soundtrack with the exception of Christoph Waltz singing. yeah i think it's an amazing movie um i do think it's very heavy for children i do think it's more of an animated movie that is geared more towards adults which is why i find it fascinating that luke loves it so much um but it's got a lot of good lessons it's you know visually appealing the music is great
0: so overall it's a thumbs up for me all right Let's move on with me. And my overall over thought is, when Geppetto drops down the tree, there's no axe anywhere around him. This scene before. You get hung up on that. Where the heck did he get an axe yeah. that quickly? Look, definitely. And he was drunk, just sitting by the tree. There is no way he would have found his way back to that tree. I mean, what drunk guy carries around an axe?
3: Made no sense, Geppetto?
0: <laughs> Clearly so, not. So where the heck wow. does he get his his
2: axe? It's I mean, just... if a puppet can come to life, maybe an axe can just appear out of nowhere.
0: Uh, Valid point. Uh, uh. Mm, good enough. So it's Daddy's turn.
2: My overall thoughts on the movie are pretty simple. I hated it at first for the many reasons I gave you at first uh, about how annoying it was. And I would only catch bits and pieces of it. But for all the reasons that have been listed before me, from how stunning this movie is visually, from the voice acting, from the songs, yes, excluding Christoph Waltz, Yes. This is a stop animation movie, too, so this this takes significantly...
0: Guillermo del Toro explained it took 16 years to make film to do that whole movie. Could you imagine the patience? I don't. I I swear, if they had enough patience, then... Do you have that amount
1: of patience? Then they,
0: they have enough amount of patience to wait for Toy Story <laughs> 5.
2: But yeah, anyway. Uh, Yeah, it it takes a significant amount more of talent to put together something like this than just, you know, throwing together a computer animated film like they do today. Not to knock that. I obviously have no idea what I'm doing, but, you know, this, this is just terrific from start to finish.
0: All right. Should we move on? With our special questions this
1: week. Our first special question this week is what inanimate object would you make living and why? Because obviously Pinocchio was a puppet that had no life and he was brought to life. So if you could make any
0: non-living thing living, what would it be? My stuffies. They're my kids. Final. It's daddy's turn.
1: Wow. It is true, though. It is.
0: Every single one of his stuffies has a
1: name. They have emotions. They have backstories. Jack loves hide and
0: seek. Yeah. Nana Oscar's been there through thick and thin. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to Nana over here who gave me her when I had a a broken foot or the flu. You had pneumonia and the flu. Oh, yeah. Pneumonia. That's right.
2: So, this is going to be a little bit deeper, and I will keep it brief, though. Um, If I could pick anything that I own to come to life, there's a picture from our wedding with us and our grandfathers, or our grandparents. Mm -hmm. I think there's one with just, like, your side, and then one with my side, and, um, and then there's some with all of it. It would be so... Awesome. If I could have that picture come to life so that I could speak to my grandfathers when I needed the wisdom and the advice that sometimes I so desperately feel like I need. There would be
0: two of of, of Mm mommies and two of daddies and two of mamas and two of nanas, two of Jacobs. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I would like to, I would actually like, like to meet young Jake. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a good point.
2: That is kind of funny, but. And I'd it, love
0: to be there for your wedding. Oh, that would have been good, oh, too. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, that's that's what I got, you know.
1: Yeah. Mine is not nearly as deep. I want to make the washer and dryer come to life so they can do the laundry for us <laughs> and put it away.
2: <laughs> that's fine. Wow.
1: That's oh. a good point.
0: High five from Luke. <laughs>
3: Sorry. All right, Nana's turn. That's very creative. Wow. Hmm. Um, I would love it if my cricket, I have my own cricket, a stuffed animal cricket, Clarence, could come to life. My mother. What had-
0: about your Lukey teeth?
3: my lukey t is wonderful too yeah sleeps by my bed every night
1: but there's a special reason why her cricket clarence so my mother made
3: clarence for me she crocheted clarence for me when i was about seven years old oh and clarence went every every time i went to the hospital including when i gave birth to your mommy clarence went to the hospital he was there for Every illness, every happy time, he was my favorite. He was with me constantly, and I I love Clarence, and he sits in my closet today.
0: Aw. So, what's our next special question, Luke? What is your favorite drink since Pinocchio loves him some hot chocolate. All right. Let me move. Go on first. My favorite drink is Coke.
1: You're in good company. That's my favorite drink, but mine is more specific. It has to be a Fountain Coke. All right, Fountain Coke, And I prefer Chick-fil-A's Coke because of the pebble ice, or Sonic, or McDonald's.
0: All right, or that, or that,
1: or that. It can't be canned Coke, and it can't be bottled Coke. It can be glass bottled Coke, but it can't be plastic bottled Coke.
3: You got that, honestly.
0: All right. I did. All right. You sound like now you're sounding like the third the the three year old girl from Daddy Daycare that, that can't even read like the yellow number diet the number two.
2: It is a very
1: specific taste. It is.
2: It is. There are there are certain drinks that I prefer out of cans than I do out of bottles and then vice versa. I right. totally understand. And then there are some that I don't even like out of the fountain. Okay. I not we would diet Doctor Pepper. Got to be out of a 20-ounce bottle. Don't like it in a can. Don't want it out of the fountain.
1: Is that your favorite drink? Nope. Okay. All right.
3: What is it? Nana's turn.
2: Can't tell you. It's Nana's turn. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) 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 Well, my second favorite drink, uh, my first favorite drink isn't family friendly, so we're going to skip it. Okay. My second favorite drink is Diet Coke, Fountain Diet Coke over Pebble Ice. It can't be big ice cubes, it can't be from a two liter, and it can't be from a can. I know exactly where your mommy gets it from. Has to be Fountain Diet Coke. And my favorite Fountain Diet Coke is McDonald's
2: by far.
0: All right. Hey, Mr.
2: Hi. Uh, My favorite drink of all time, simply for its benefits on my life and for keeping me a pleasant human being, of some kind, is coffee.
1: Okay. Oh. I, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I... Am I
0: surprised?
2: I love... No. I love... I don't care how hot it is. I don't care how cold it is. Whatever the temperature is. You don't is. like
0: your... You didn't like your Starbucks latte. Yeah, the that, latte is not a coffee, though.
2: It's different. But got to have a nice... Got to start my, my mornings off, my days off, with an, with one, two, three, or sometimes even four cups of black coffee. And my favorite drink other than that, just my favorite beverage of all time, root beer.
0: All right. Which one do you like? A&W, Stewart's, Barks?
2: Used to be Barks, but I have Jump Ship. I am a huge A&W zero sugar root beer fan. Yeah,
0: A&W, then Dad's. I do... I have no clue what, what Stuart's is, and I have no passion for Barks. Hmm.
2: All right.
0: All right, Luke, let's close it up with a good one. What is the last special question of the episode? What unexpected lesson have you learned in an unexpected place? I'll go first in it. When I watch this movie at home, you get what you give. Okay. So
1: what does that mean to you, you get what
0: you give? You get as much as you give.
2: So what you're saying is you only get what you give?
1: Actually, you want to know what? That's a really good song, too, you, from the
0: 90s. It
2: is. You, That's you a great
1: you,
0: you get, Nana, um, Mom, you get, then you sell. That's right. <laughs>
2: She does. It's true.
1: I don't get to give, I get to sell, folks.
2: <laughs> so seriously though, expand upon it a little bit, like what what does that mean to you? Why does that mean so much to you?
0: Because I think it's important to know lessons like that. Okay.
2: It's
0: hard to explain, we'll just move
3: on to Nana.
2: You should run for office one day, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <gasps>
3: I thought long and hard about this question and I I was struggling a little bit because at my age, there are so many lessons that I have learned, but I believe the most important lesson I learned from an unexpected place, I learned from my grandchildren and that, that lesson is to accept and love people, for who they are, not what they aren't. And my grandchildren taught that to me many, many times over because my grandchildren are all very different. Very different. Very different. And I love them all for so many different reasons. And when my grandchildren jokingly talk about who is my favorite. (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I can pinpoint specific personality traits, why I love them in different ways than their their cousins because because of who they are, and I believe that's such an important lesson. I wish I had learned that lesson when I was younger, but I'm so grateful that you should'
0: learn you should learn that you should have learned that when you were thirty six
3: I should have learned that when I was about seventeen yeah. but When I had grandchildren, they showed me the beauty in loving people for who they are.
0: Yeah, but you didn't seem like you were selfish enough to, you don't even seem like you, you, you accept people who they, for who they weren't. Hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to look back in the past. We'll go, we'll go look for a remote, a remote that controls the universe. (laughs) All right.
3: Actually, nah.
2: Yeah, that's probably a waste of time. Good idea.
3: Can all I right. fast-forward through certain parts of the past? Have
2: you seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler? I have
3: seen that. I would love to fast-forward through certain parts of the
1: past.
2: Well, then you're going to end up going on autopilot and fast-forwarding through some of those same parts with other people, and then you might wake up in, like, 30 years and your life is over. You'll miss all the good.
3: Oh. It would be worth it for some parts. My turn? Mommy's turn.
1: My turn. Oh. Cool. So my story, um, learning an unexpected lesson from an unexpected place. So when Jacob was little, I've told this story many times, um, we went to a beach in California with some friends and I turned my back for a second and Jacob got lost And as horrifying and as traumatizing as that experience was for me, when I ran to Jacob and found him, he had a look of confusion on his face. It was not a look of fear. There was no trauma or worry or anything on his face. In fact, it was just confusion. Um... So in that, I learned, first of all, never to turn my back on my children, but um, more importantly, I learned that fear is taught um, because as terrified in that moment as I was and as helpless and as hopeless as I felt, Jacob didn't start crying until I started crying and he kind of just had this look on the face like, where did my mom go? He was like this. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so that was important to me because there have been so many other scenarios with both my kids um, and with other people's kids where they react based off of our actions until they've learned these sort of innate traits. Um, So I think it's important for us to hold our reactions to certain things, so that way we're not teaching our children to be afraid, or to um, be critical, or to be judgmental, um, because they're learning these things from us. So that was just, it was a really profound moment after the fact, when I look back on that
0: scenario. Um, So, yeah. All All right, it's daddy's turn already.
2: So it's very interesting that this movie is kind of themed with nothing lasts forever, right? You know, people and things come in and out of your lives, and. I had a very good reminder of that this week at work. I had a very, very, uh, I don't usually let work circumstances bother me too much, but something happened at work and I won't go into all the details, but I got the uh, raw end of the deal, so to speak, and it really frustrated me for a good day and a half. And then it made me realize that everything is temporary. Mm And I and I, I know that sounds all gloom and doom, and that's not what I mean by that. What I mean is everything, not just good things, but bad things too. And I think sometimes we tend to, when we're going through something difficult, we always ask, why me? When is this gonna be over? And because when it rains, it pours, right? It's typically something else usually follows in its footsteps because you're already having a negative outlook. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to spin your mind to think positively about the bad things that are happening to you. And so it does seem like kind of the domino effect. We don't ever sit down and think it'll all be over soon. Yet, why is it that when we're doing something good, like, I just don't want for this to be over. I don't want for this to be over. We're already anticipating the end of it because Mm -hmm. we enjoy it so much that sometimes we forget to enjoy what we're actually doing. And so yet again, Mm -hmm. I took this really deep and this one little thing, this one little drop in this bucket of water that we have that could be like our lives, that means absolutely nothing in the long run at work. Kind of Helped me reset my mindset on a lot of things. Yeah. And it's it was right in line with this movie.
0: Yeah, so your, so your bucket was empty for a day and a half. And when, now it's full again. Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's go with that.
0: All right. What's up next week, Luke? Well.
2: I think it's your turn.
0: It's my turn? Yeah. Woohoo! But sadly, Nana's
2: going to be in Virginia.
0: Not... Not for long, though. I'm going to kidnap her.
2: (laughs) Nana will be back
0: in, like, a month.
2: And then where are we going?
0: Celebration Station 90s Con. That's what
2: I was looking for. 90s Con. Who are we going to go meet at 90s Con?
0: Mr. Feeney.
2: Going to go meet George Feeney, the legend himself, from Boy Meets World.
0: Everybody's favorite character.
2: He's one of mine, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I hadn't given much
1: thought to it just because I didn't realize it was my turn. So, why don't you just tune
0: in next week and we'll have a surprise movie for you. All this
2: right. Is becoming a theme,
0: <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently, I'm the only one who who knows who's picking what. Well, that is your show. Yeah.
2: We're just cogs in this wheel of yours, bud.
0: Yeah. Just y'all are the two my two green peas, peas in a pot, Nana. <laughs> Nana, you are the new green pea piece in a pot. I've always wanted
3: to be a part of your piece in a pot.
0: (laughs) And then, I'm I'm the farmer, and you are in my pot. Alright, awesome. Let us know in the
2: comments below if you want to be in each pot.
0: See you later.